Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day with the ones you love, especially after the potential sadness that followed the ending of the Super Bowl, thus meaning the ending of football until September. We'll talk about what we do to overcome our post-football blues, plus the Winter Olympics officially ends tomorrow as well, and we'll discuss if the games mean as much to us as they once did. Later in the show, BYU women's basketball star Paisley Harding joins me to tell us what it feels like to be dominating in the WCC and what it's like having all this unprecedented attention on the team. But first, here with me now is Justin Timberlake's stand-in double, Spencer Linton. It's gonna be me. (laughs) Seriously, okay, every time I associate with you with a celebrity, it's always Justin Timberlake because I know (laughs) how much you loved NSYNC in high school. I can't get it out of my brain. All right, well, with the Super Bowl over, football doesn't start up again until September, Spencer, and for diehard football fans, that's a long seven months. However, we have like baseball and softball. They've started up men's volleyball, basketball still going on. But Spencer, do you get the post-football blues? A little bit, and it didn't help that my favorite National Football League team, the Cincinnati Bengals, happened to lose in the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. So I'm sitting on that Super Bowl loss. I'm one of (sighs) like, I don't know, nine Bengals fans in the entire state of Utah. So (laughs) I'm sure the other eight feel as equally as depressed as I do, but... <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I, I think with the NFL draft and mini camps and then summer camps and all the discussion that goes on around that, it certainly helps pass the time because before you know it, we're going to be at BYU Football Media Day in mid to late June, and then NFL training camps open up, and now they're only playing three preseason games, and the regular season is now seventeen or make it eighteen weeks. So mm. we're we have more football. And then if you have a life outside of football, like, I don't know, kids <laughs> and a job and some other things, that also helps the time move by pretty quickly. So, yeah, there's naturally just kind of like a, a letdown because football is so much fun and it dominates things and fantasy football and prop picks and all of those things. Like, they, they make it a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't help that it's February and in every place outside of, like, beach towns in the United States, the weather's kind of miserable and gray, and then there's no football, and it's just like, ugh, what do we do now? Yep. And we're still Absolutely. kind of a month away from March Madness. Like, when March Madness happens, then I feel like the natural kind of mojo and happiness comes back for us. But I feel like <laughs> there's just kind of a long layoff for a month with gray, cold weather. Punxsutawney Phil told us there's going to be six more weeks of winter <laughs> to make it even worse that there's no football anymore. And so we're all just kind of pining for those warmer temperatures and March Madness to kind of bring yes. out that natural sports enthusiasm. That's how it is for me anyway. The warmer weather, I, I definitely pine for, but maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I like the break from football. Football is intense. And all-encompassing, kind of like you were saying, there's so much that goes on. And it's my favorite sport, don't get me wrong. I love to watch it, but there's so much drama that accompanies football that it's nice to have a little break to enjoy some other sports, perhaps, or our children, as you've said. And that may sound blasphemous to some, but it really is. <laughs> it's it, uh, it's how I feel. I, I just think you get a little bit stressed. I do with football and you only have a certain number of games and you got to catch them and you got to catch every play. And so it's nice to calm down a little bit 
Spencer, what's your favorite football off-season sport? Because you cover a lot of them, and you just enjoy a lot of them. What's, which one's your favorite? Yeah, I think I alluded to it. College basketball in the spring, I think, is just so fun. We talk about little kids and how excited they get on Christmas Eve, You know, knowing that Santa Claus is going to deliver all the presents. For me, my Christmas Eve is the night before the first round of the NCAA tournament. Because I know that on <laughs> Thursday and Friday, I'm going to unwrap these gifts, if you will, of just chaos, unexpected, <laughs> tiny teams competing with these huge juggernauts, games going down to the wire, and it's 16 games each day. You get 32 games in two days, and then everyone's bracket is just lit on fire, you know, metaphorically speaking, because everyone has made the absolute <laughs> wrong picks and all of these big uh-huh. teams have been upset. Like the first two days of the NCAA tournament are where it's at for me outside of yep. football season. And I don't think that your take is that hot, Lauren. Like football, really? there is value in football having a break because it makes right. people want it. It needs to go away for a little while because that raises the value. It, it's, you know, the supply and demand Absence thing. Absence makes the heart yes. grow fonder, yes. as they say. Like, and frankly, the football players need to break too so that their bodies can <laughs> yeah. recover physically. Oh, yeah. But I, I think there's great value in having to wait for it for a little while. And that's why, you know, the draft and the combine and mini camps and all this stuff, that's good enough because by the time you get to the season, it's like, oh, You've been clamoring for it. It's finally back. <laughs> so there is value in that. I think that's an apt point that you bring up. Um, we we need the break. The athletes need the break, and it makes it even more desirable when it finally does come back. So much truth to that. And I, I with you, love the NCAA tournament for men and women's basketball. It's, yes. It's, I always have terrible yes. brackets, but it is. And what's nice is it's quick. It's like a week or two. And then you can relax again because I have to say, Spence, my favorite offseason sport has to be baseball or softball because baseball is the opposite of football. You get to relax for most of the game. It's a much slower pace, but with moments of excitement. Mm -hmm. And plus there are a million games, so you have a lot of opportunities to watch your team play. Again, that is the opposite of football. So I I think for me, I like to relax a little. You know, after football season with the warmer weather, baseball and softball are just the perfect sports for that. But it is fun to have at the end of March that that uh, NCAA tournament. I think yeah, last. And, and to further your point of baseball, like if you were to have me pick like something I would want to do on vacation in terms of a sporting event, mm-hmm. I would absolutely choose going to a major league baseball game or even a collegiate baseball game at BYU specifically because the Cougars have one of the most beautiful backdrops mm-hmm. for a baseball field at any level. It is incredible. And every year we see it pop up on our social media timelines. Oh, the backdrop of BYU is gorgeous. It's glorious. It's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> and it happens like clockwork. Every year, every spring, when BYU games start to happen again, these national riders will come in and be like, this is unbelievable. This is incredible Mm -hmm. with the mountain backdrop and just the colors and the warmth. I I love that. But the ambiance of a baseball game, eating a hot dog, drinking a Coke, watching your teams play. And I don't even have to watch like my favorite team. Like if I'm just in a ballpark anywhere. Yeah, it could be any team. Like Mm -hmm. I'll go to Cleveland or Detroit, which are not the most welcoming towns. (laughs) Okay. That's not to say the people aren't nice there, but just, you know what I'm talking about. A little bit harder culture. I don't care. You put me in Tiger Stadium 
or at Jacobs Field in Cleveland and give me a hot dog and some Coke to drink and just I'm watching baseball. It's like the greatest. The sun's out. Day games it really are my is. favorite with baseball. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. That is my favorite. You just eat junk food and watch really, really good athletes with amazing hand-eye coordination hit a baseball uh, you know, at just ridiculous lengths or throw it at ridiculous speeds while mm-hmm. you just relax. Oh, so I'm with you. I love that. That is like the ultimate, the pure sport and the perfect way to enjoy a sporting event in the summer. Agreed. And it comes at the perfect time. And it's a little more family friendly given if you're not like sitting where your child could get hit in the face with a yes. baseball. Keep your that's head on a swivel, people. Yes, that's right. So maybe it's not as stress-free as we're thinking, <laughs> depending on where you're sitting. All right, Spence, the Winter Games also end this weekend, and there have been some incredible performances and some drama as always. Spencer, were you able to watch much or any of the Olympics this year? You know, I, I've... Uh... I probably haven't watched as much as I have in the past, and that may deal with just having more general viewing options and more children running around yes. my home. <laughs> it's, it's, life, isn't it funny how life changes? You uh-huh. welcome more things and more distractions into your life, and it kind of, you're like, oh, man, I would never not watch this football game or this Olympic event <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, it's, 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 an own, it's my own Olympic event just to get my kids in bed by 9 o'clock every night. <laughs> Like, give me the gold medal. They were all in bed and bathed before nine o'clock. I deserve a medal for that. So does my wife, Brittany. Seriously. So by the time I get to it, it's like, I'm so tired. I just want to eat a bowl of Lucky Charms. And yeah, I'll watch this combined. And watch this mindless show. Yeah, exactly. If it's an Olympic event, however, you know, like whatever, I don't even care. Like I'll watch this alpine skiing event and a little bit of this curling match. (laughs) Oh, and they are. Whatever. They're hard to watch. Whatever. No, I, yeah. I I mean, I I probably haven't watched enough. Yeah. And so like you say, you're with me. Maybe your life has changed and so you're not as heavily engaged in the Olympic events as you once were. Well, I want to have this discussion on if the games are becoming less and less important to fans, at least in the United States, because I remember being a little girl, Spencer, and we would watch as much as we could as a family. And there were athletes I thought were so incredible. I remember particularly loving gymnastics and watching the dream team play. And it was something that felt huge. And now I think Olympians are amazing, but the games don't hold as much weight for me. And that could be because like you said, I'm older. Everything is a little more tainted as you get older as well. There's so much going on. We have, we have kids. There are so much more, you know, viewing options, which I think really ties into it a lot because now we can, we have a million options of things to watch where back then you were lucky if you had cable. And even if you did, you would turn on the Olympics yeah. it was on prime time. And so I, I don't know. How do you, how do you see it from your perspective on if the popularity of the games is declining? We're just more distracted as a world, as yeah. a society with our smartphones and our streaming services and our other responsibilities between work and family. I mean, it's just so much to balance right now. And when we were growing up, like we had, two TVs in my house, you know, like two viewing screens. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. watching yes. things on our phones and right. on our tablets and having like these multiple streaming experiences, right? It was, hey, the family's going to sit down together on our main TV in the basement or in our family <laughs> yep. room. And we're going to watch like the most exciting primetime events that CBS or NBC or ABC, or whoever has the broadcast rights to the Olympics, 
have packaged together for us. Okay, they're going to yep. show us the best stuff, and we're going to watch this because there's not really anything else on. <laughs> like true. we, we there are like I don't know if you didn't have cable, you had like maybe eight to ten channels, and if the Olympics were there, you were watching the Olympics, and it was a family event. It was destination viewing. The Winter Olympics have never been as popular as the Summer Olympics in general, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this time around, I'm feeling it especially. Like I have made a point yep. to like. When I turn on the TV, I'm like, I'm going to support the Olympians. <laughs> I've had that thought. <laughs> yes. like, I'm going to watch them on purpose and not stream my favorite comedy or watch what I really want to watch because I feel like I owe it to these athletes to kind of dive into their stories. But ratings are down. We're more distracted. There's just more things to do and more things for us to have our attention drawn away from than, you know, what we grew up with, the the limited options of destination viewing. That's so funny you say that, Spencer, because I didn't even realize it till this moment, but I really do do that exact same thing where I will purposefully, doesn't matter what the sport is, but I will sit there and watch it just to give some support to these athletes that have worked their tails off for years and years and years to compete. And it's not like, I don't know. I I don't know how much they actually care that we're watching, but, but that's a lot of the reason why they do it. Right. And they they do it to represent the United States. And then, so they, they hope that we watch and we support them and we cheer for them. But I, and I'm with you, it's, it's sad. And so I, I don't know because our generation, we, we, have, you know, all the phones and everything now, but we also know what it was like back then. The younger generation, I don't know how the Olympics is going to progress in the future and how, you know, if it's even going to be popular because of this younger generation may not even care, you know, as much as we do. So they have to compete for the attention of uh, a worldwide fan base that isn't as into sports and are more into pop culture. And just, again, everybody is just distracted by so many different things. It's true. Spence, you are fantastic, my friend. Thank you for coming on with me once again. Great to be with you. (laughs) All right, coming up, BYU women's basketball senior star guard Paisley Harding in all her glory. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. The BYU women's basketball team is one of the best squads to ever come through the program, and the senior leadership is one of the many reasons they're shining above the rest. And joining me now is the feisty, energetic, skilled, and freaking tough senior guard, Paisley Harding. What's up, Paisley? Hi, thank you for the introduction. That was really nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, <laughs> anything for you, and you deserve it, honestly. Okay, so I talked to Kayla Coolahan Clough a couple of weeks ago about both of your husbands and Jaren Hall's conversation on Twitter about who is the most <laughs> athletic in the relationship. Connor plays basketball, uh, played for BYU, and now for UVU. So, Paisley, who would you say is the most athletic in the relationship? I mean, Connor already said it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and what what he says goes, right? Yeah, how can you yes. dispute that? Right. No, like Connor is athletic, but I think I'm naturally athletic. He really, really put in a lot of work to be able to be, um, to jump as high as he did. Like he did crazy, like band work with his older brother Spencer all the time. So he like, he's athletic, but because he put in that work to be athletic, I think my parents just gave me this natural ability. (laughs) It's totally you then. It's totally you if you don't have to work as hard. (laughs) 
Do you, so do you two compete in anything else besides basketball? Oh, Lauren, it's everything. Like <laughs> we lit- it's so bad. We're working on that because I think it's better for a relationship if we don't compete at everything. But um I mean, there's always board games, who made the best cookies, like everywhere. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, yes, that can be good and bad for a relationship, definitely. So uh, good luck, though, because you're both very competitive. So that's probably going to be the rest of your life, Paisley. Yep. And then when, you're, yeah, when, when your sure. children come, they probably will be as well. Um, so you guys, obviously, you've talked about this so much. You guys are getting so much media attention, which I love because you deserve mm-hmm. it. How would you describe this season so far? You still have a lot to go, but how would you describe it so far? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like a Cinderella story. I don't know. It's like, like, I don't know, my career, I've been waiting for something magical like this. Like, we've always been good. Like, there's been, like, two years, two previous years that, like, we've been super, super good. So, I don't know. I just feel like I've been waiting for this year. It's just been so magical and fun. We, like, enjoy it all. Like, there's been hard times, too. Like, it's crazy how mental sports are, especially basketball. So there's been hard mm-hmm. times too, but we all lean on each other in those hard times, which is like so special about this team. So I don't know, this group of people that we have, like players to coaches, to support staff, to weights, coaches, to trainers, everything, like everybody, like it's a special group. We really have fun together. Well, what I think is so cool is that, a lot of times with basketball and other sports, if you get one loss, that can really get into your head. And, and you know, even the best of teams can take a dive at that point. But you guys turn it around and start a new streak. And I, I think that is so awesome. And like I said, you've been receiving so much attention. It's unprecedented. And uh, that's what happens when you win, for sure. So what's it <laughs> yeah. been like from your perspective to have all this attention on you and on the team? Yeah, I mean... Um, it's so fun to be at the Marriott center and see like the media box of photographers just full. Cause we haven't really ever ever had that. We've had like two or three photographers there from like, um, different like news outlets, but like these last couple of weeks, the whole box has been full. So that's been so special. Like that's (laughs) been so fun. I think people love to hear about Connor and I so I get a lot of media attention from that and I don't know (laughs) plus I like I like social media and I'm on that so people always have something to like say so I'm kind of used to it which is like good um but yeah it's fun this year has been so fun well, you just have one of the best personalities, honestly. You make it so fun oh. to watch you on the court and then to follow you on social media. You're just you're just this awesome and bright and like I said at the beginning, feisty person and that's what makes you so fun to watch. I love the the little girl that put the stitches below her eyes that comes to the game and loves to watch you. Yes. That's got to be a little bit surreal. What does that mean to you to have little girls like that watching you and looking up to you? Yeah, her name's Peyton and she is such a loyal fan of mine she's literally so cute um and last game she came wearing stitches on her face which was so cute (laughs) but um she just she is such a fun she comes she drives from wyoming with her parents and her little sister 
And they drive from Wyoming every single day to come to our games. And they're just so supportive of us. It's it's really sweet to think that I'm making an impact on like this little girl's life. Her dad is so sweet and always tells me all the time, just like how much Peyton just, I don't know, gains confidence from me, which like makes me feel really <laughs> good that I can make such a positive impact in someone's life. And I know like there's other people out there that have told me that they enjoy um, me as a role model for their kids, which is like super also nice to hear. I don't know. It's very humbling. Um, and it's special. I don't know. I feel special with Peyton. I think, I think that <laughs> we're going to have a special bond, I think. Absolutely. And what's so cool is it's not just little girls. I think it's little boys and, and adult males, <laughs> and adult <laughs> women who are looking up to you guys and who are watching you and who've become some really loyal fans. Uh, and speaking of fans, the Marriott Center has felt a little different this year with you guys. From your <laughs> perspective as a player, how has it been different for you? Um, I mean, we're just growing our fan base, which is so great. Um, it helps that we're winning games and that we're fun to watch and that like we come and we interact with our fans after games. So we've really grown like special connections with these people. Um, it's been so fun. Like it gets really loud in here. The other girls, like sometimes us girls would talk to the other team and they'll just like comment about how many people are here and they just did, like, I can tell they enjoy coming here too, just to have that more of like a, like fan base, loud, energetic, like atmosphere. So it's, it's been so fun. We, we have great fans. Well, one of those fans has been Danny Ainge. Uh, when mm -hmm. you see him and other prominent names in the stands like that, when you're playing a game, does it change your mindset or how you play at all? No, I don't think that I don't think that changes how we play, but I do see him and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he likes that move I had. <laughs> I have had that thought before. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's really fun to see Danny Ainge in the um, uh, in the stands. We've also seen Coach Rose. Coach Rose and Lee have a very special um, bond. So he's come and watched us play. Ryan Smith was with Danny Ainge last time. So yeah, it's been it's been fun seeing these people um, show their support of women's basketball, which is so awesome and important, um, not only for us to see, but I think others. So it's been great. It's really fun to see them. Oh, I would totally try and do like some sweet move. <laughs> running past any age and probably turn it over, which you wouldn't do. So, so good for you. Um, so you guys have so many fun and energetic personalities on the team. I love this team. What are, we see you in games, but what are practices like with all these different personalities? I mean, like they're competitive. We don't want to lose. Like today, the white team beat us in zone, which Emma Calvert was on fire. She had fire in her veins, like, or ice in her veins and just like fire on her fingertips. Just, she was going off. They ended up beating us in the zone today. And all of us blue girls are like, come on, we got to beat them in man. So we went and beat them in man, <laughs> but I don't know. We're competitive. It's so fun. Like inside the court, we're all like, 
we're not yelling at each other, but we're like sometimes chippy, talking trash. We're like having a good time, <laughs> but we're always laughing. So it's been it's been fun. The personalities are great this year. I love it. I love when people come out of their shells and just like are their truest selves. You guys are living the dream. And you've probably talked about the moment Jetty gave you the whiteboard and, and told you to drop a play. I haven't heard you talk <laughs> about it yet. So I want to know. Everyone was smiling and you were up by like a million points. <laughs> I don't know. So of course <laughs> you guys were smiling. But what did you say during that timeout to the girls? Well, <laughs> I was shocked that Jetty gave me that clipboard. Like, I don't know. We were just, he, Zojan, because me and like, I think Tegan went up to, they're like coaches huddle right out of a timeout because they usually talk about what they're going to say and then come in and like tell us what they want us to do. And so we were up by so much. I don't know why Tegan and I went up to him, but we were just kind of like having a good time. And Zojan was like, oh, so you guys want to be a GA now? And Jenny goes, hey, hey, Paisley, here's the whiteboard. Go tell him what to do. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, let's go. Coach Pays is here. So I like... <laughs> Um, told them to run a play and told them to get back on defense, do a defense for one time and then go back into another. I don't know. I, I just, it was fun. Everybody was so engaged. I was kind of like shocked. I thought they'd be laughing or something, but they were so focused. Like the girls on the bench were like super focused, like really wanted to go out and execute like what I'd said. So I, I felt really good. I don't know. That was really, it was a cool experience. I love that you didn't even hesitate too. You're all, yep, hand me that whiteboard. Let's get this done. <laughs> Not many personalities would do that. So I, lo I love it. You're going to be a great coach one day. Um, speaking oh, of you. Jetty, you've been, you've been coached by Jetty now for five years. And we, know, we all know him as just like a goofy, kind and unique guy. He did vlogging with Jetty back in the day with mm -hmm. me and you and... It was, it was fantastic. But what's something about Jetty that not many people would know that you've kind of discovered in these last five years? I wonder if people know this, but he's super um, emotional, if that makes sense. Like he has such mm -hmm. a soft spot in his heart for us girls that like he was passing us out our Valentine's cookies that Mary Kay makes us every single year and passing out us to us red roses on valentine's day and was just like <laughs> tearing up and just saying how much he loved us and appreciated us he's a he's a super he's very keyed in with her, his emotions and he has a lot a lot a lot of love for us girls Aww, that's like making me tear up what a sweet <laughs> it's really cute i love that so much what a good man i love it all right being your being your wow byu senior guard paisley harding paisley thank you so much for taking the time with me today and good luck with the rest of the season thank you so much for having me lauren and that does it for us today thanks again to paisley harding and spencer linton for coming on the show with me you can join the cougar tailgate virtually of course every saturday at noon mountain time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.